I'm thankful for this opportunity to present God's word. And I'd like to thank my brethren for the encouragement to, to do this. So I want to talk about, is Jesus the Son of God? This is a question that every person has to resolve sometime in their life. And I believe the scriptures declare that he is the Son of God. So in Matthew chapter 3, we see God from heaven confirm that Jesus is the Son of God. Starting in verse 13, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God directly confirms that Jesus is his Son. This happens again in Matthew 17, when he is transfigured. Sorry, in verse 1, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brothers, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Another declaration by God that Jesus is the Son of God. But this time, he tells them to hear him. This is proving that Jesus' words and his status is far more than Moses and far more than the prophets. It reminds me of how we went over in Hebrews, how in chapter 1 he says that God chose to speak to us through his son, so we should revere his words. So even Satan and his demons confirm that Jesus is the son of God. Going back to his baptism in Matthew chapter 4, after he's baptized, he's tempted by the devil. And in verse 3 of chapter 4, it says, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. In the ISV, it translates that word if to since. So it can be read as, Since you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And again in verse 6, Since you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. So Satan confirms he knows Jesus is the Son of God. It is no secret in the spiritual realm that this is who Jesus is. Even common demons know him as the Son of God. In Matthew chapter 8, Jesus encounters two demon-possessed men. Starting in verse 28. 
When he had come to the other side, the country of the Gadarenes, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs, exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, you Son of God? Have you, have you come here to torment us before the time? This makes me remember what James says. In James chapter 2, he says, Even the demons believe and shudder. Jesus' disciples also confirm. They come to this knowledge that he is the Son of God after being with him for so long and seeing all the things he could do. In Matthew chapter 14, Jesus appears to them on the water in the midst of a storm. Starting in verse 22. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away. This is after the feeding of the 5,000. And he went and he had sent the multitudes away. He went upon the mountain and by himself to pray. Now when evening came he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they realize he is the son of God, their immediate reaction is to worship him. Jesus is worthy of our worship because of the fact that he is the son of God. And Peter also confirms this in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Who do men say that I am, the son of man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. See, I've asked people this question, what do you think of Jesus? And they say, well, he was a good man. His message was good, don't don't be mean to other people they don't recognize him as the son of God but the, but the book of Matthew is saying that he is the son of God Jesus himself even confirms this in Matthew 26 starting in verse 59 
Jesus has been betrayed and he's held against the council and they're trying to find a reason to put him to death. And in verse 59, now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at, at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, do you answer nothing? What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. And the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Jesus does not deny this claim by Caiaphas to tell him that he is the Son of God. So Jesus' confirmation in this way is what leads him to the cross. This is the reason why they want to kill him, because it is true that he is the Son of God. They want to put him to death to end the notion that he is the Son of God, but even in his death, he has confirmed for others that he is the Son of God. In Matthew chapter 27, after he has died, in verse 50, Jesus cries out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. And in verse 54, so when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. The terrifying response from the earth after Jesus' death, may the centurion and the guards realize Jesus is the Son of God. Now I want to look at John chapter 3 and verse 16. It's a very popular verse. Even the world is familiar with it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That word begotten means only of a kind in the sense that Jesus is completely unique. God has no other son like him. And in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was a word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And in verse 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. These verses here are saying that Jesus not only is the Son of God, but he is God as well. Jesus was not created to be the Son of God. But as God himself, it is his eternal essence, his nature, to be the Son of God. So with that, it is important to know what Jesus means to God. God made it clear when he spoke from heaven that he is pleased with Jesus. And in John chapter 3, 
verse 35 and 36. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. And in verse seven, or in chapter 17, verse 24. Jesus is praying and he says, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. God's great love for Jesus makes the gift of his son so much more amazing. They have this relationship that is unmatched. And God was willing to let Jesus come and suffer for us. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. In this, the love of God was made manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. God's love manifested among us through Jesus. And it is translated to us through Jesus. God loves us as well. So this belief that Jesus is the Son of God is key for us to be adopted as children of God. In John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. We have to have this solved in us to fully follow Jesus. We have to believe in our very core that he is the Son of God, so much that we are willing to lose our life for this. So, we all have to ask this question. And I want to ask, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? The scriptures bear this out. It's not hiding this fact. If you do believe that Jesus is the Son of God, I'll say do not hesitate to confess this. Be like the Ethiopian eunuch. He learned of Jesus. He believed that he was the son of God. And this belief led him to be baptized. The same confession we make 2,000 years later that we believe that Jesus is the son of God. If you're wrestling with this, take heart and know that God's word is provided for us to help us believe. In John chapter 20, in verse 30 and 31. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So I want to encourage you, if you believe in the Son of God, 
confess it. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. We can help you. And if you're struggling with this, there's men here willing to study this out to help you believe. Why don't you come to the front now as we stand and as we sing?